0: Pod. Punk goes pod. Punk, goes pod. Punk goes pod.
1: Hello and welcome to Punk Goes Pod, the only podcast The Chronicles Fearless Records Punk Goes series. How are you doing, my lovely?
0: I am well. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm not bad.
0: By the sounds of that intro, you're doing pretty great.
1: I have such a cadence.
0: (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So this week we are looking at the song Chandelier by Sia as covered by Paris for Punk Goes Pop, the 2015 re-release of the album.
1: (laughs) I'm, I'm like that kid who's showing off because you've been away. Um since Thursday and we are recording on Monday. Yeah. Um you were visiting your family.
0: I was. And now
1: you're home and I'm very excited.
0: Together at last.
1: Yeah. Like nuts and gum.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just been another week. You yeah. you as you know, as we stated, you went and saw your fam. I did. Which was lovely.
0: I Yeah. Had a lovely weekend at home, except for some dirty scoundrel out there who pinched my card details and managed to blow a significant chunk of change in a span of four hours on Uber rides for some reason.
1: Yeah. Like, process that information, four hours, $4,000 worth of Uber rides. Yeah. Not Uber Eats, just Uber rides.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a pain in the ass. So now, yeah big chunk of change is just sitting in money purgatory <laughs> and i have to wait to get it back but i'm just lucky that i have enough money that that won't completely cripple me until it's fixed
1: you know what the punishment should be if they catch the person what you, they should pay $4000 worth of your uber <laughs> rides which i mean for you that would probably last you a good few years oh easy yeah <laughs> not not 4 hours <laughs>
0: I <laughs> <laughs> I would just rather get to meet the person and give them a kick in the what, pants.
1: What would you rather, like, 4,000 little trips mm. or one really long trip? Like, for a $4,000 trip.
0: Well, I mean, how far would that get you? Because I, like, remember that New Year's Eve where I took the bus to come see you? mm But then I had to take a taxi from Frankston to Rye, and that took...
1: Which I think is about 30 kilometres to 40 kilometres. And
0: that cost a bit shy of a hundred bucks, because me and this other stranger went in Harvey's on it.
1: Well, I I reckon that could get you into the next state. I reckon from Victoria to... Maybe from where we are. Maybe not from, like, you know, going down to Rye, like the bottom of the state, but maybe from, you know, Melbourne to, you know...
0: It could probably get me to, like, the snow for the weekend, I still reckon... A bit further?
1: Yeah, I reckon further. Yeah. Like, if, if, as we said, it's about 40 kilometres between Rye and, um, Frankston. Yeah. And that cost you 100. So True, yeah. I mean, I'm no mathemagician, but...
0: Mathematician, even. Yeah. (laughs) So,
1: yeah, whoever... You obviously don't remember that Simpsons joke. Uh, I do not. Where Martin's dad is dressed up. Oh! And he's the mathemagician. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Poor Martin. (laughs) I can relate to Martin so hard. He's just such a point, Dexter.
1: You will be the queen of summertime.
0: Yes. You the king. Yeah. Whoever stole my details, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. yourself. Basically.
1: (laughs) At the end of the day, just go fuck yourself. Just
0: stop. Can you not? Essentially.
1: I had a great weekend with the cat.
0: Yeah? Yeah. You didn't manage to get... A chunk of money spent on mystery uber rides
1: (laughs) just on not mystery just on food that i shouldn't have been eating (laughs) (laughs) i know i knew exactly who was buying that and i hated that person afterwards oh man i got i got thai food for dinner on saturday night and then yesterday for lunch i was like Popcorn chicken.
0: Oh yum.
1: So I got popcorn chicken and a large chips. And I almost considered getting a second popcorn chicken. I was like, that's surely not enough, but it was. I was glad that I wasn't that stupid. But I was I did the healthy option. I drank water with it. <laughs> and not you're a like vanilla the, Coke.
0: You're the epitome of those people that will order like the most disgusting order and be like, I oh, want a diet coke. And a please. Diet
1: coke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching my
1: sugar. And... But I watched this movie called Chopping Mall. On Saturday Night. Shopping Chopping Mall. Oh, like shopping gotcha, Mall. Ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, it's possibly the best movie ever made. Like okay. Ever. Ever. It's about a shopping mall. It's 80s as fuck. The The soundtrack is this amazing synth soundtrack. Ah, oh, yes. It's about a shopping mall that has security robots, a lightning storm, um, makes the security robots become uh, homicidal. <laughs> And so, like, there's some people in the shopping mall and they start killing the people. And, and it goes do. for 77 minutes and it's just, it's perfection. I
0: think that's the bit I appreciate the most, is just like... Yeah,
1: they just get it done. Like, there's there's, yeah. there's basically no fucking around.
0: Nah, that's like, what the, I like. The
1: first kill happens within the first, like, five minutes or so. Yeah, it's great.
0: Yeah, wham bam, thank you, ma'am.
1: Mm-hmm. Emphasis on the ban. One
0: two three, drink one two three one two three drink two the
1: So, Sia. Yes. This is kind of a big one, I feel.
0: Yeah. Look, it's one of the few things about Australia that we can be proud. Of. Mm.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. what, what are the? What are some other things? So we got Sia, the Veronicas.
0: Yep. Um,
1: um. Oh, like the Hemsworths. Well, Chris.
0: Eh, yeah. Let's say Chris. Oh, like Liam's okay. Liam's
1: fine, but Liam's boring.
0: What else? I feel like I should have had more to back up that claim.
1: I mean, I feel like we're only talking about people.
0: Yeah, look. Tim Tams, I suppose.
1: Tim Tams, yeah.
0: But only the double
1: coat. Pizza shapes.
0: Yeah, good point. Um... I don't know.
1: Baby kangaroos are pretty cute. Yeah. Koalas.
0: Yeah, they're pretty cute.
1: Yeah, koalas are dope. I
0: don't know.
1: They get high. (laughs)
0: This is a very crap segment.
1: As we stated, Sia was in fact born in Adelaide, Radelaide, Mm -hmm. South Australia. Uh, She was born in 1975. Mm -hmm. Uh, She got her start in the acid jazz band, Crisp, in the mid-90s.
0: I've never heard of that, and I am very vague on what acid jazz entails.
1: I... I mean, jazz is already such an interpretive form of music.
0: Yeah, it just sort of feels like—is it just jazz with the I, volume turned up? Like I, I'm imagining
1: jazz, but where at everyone's that mo- just
0: rolling on acid.
1: I'm imagining jazz, but at that moment where basically the 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 batteries in your Walkman are dying, <laughs> so it's just like
0: yeah. <laughs> I like that. I could I could I could fuck with acid Just jazz. This
1: slow melting. Which is like jazz shouldn't be slow. I don't think it's that. I don't know what the fuck acid jazz is and I was too scared to look into it. Or too lazy. Take your pick.
0: I'm gonna say a little of both.
1: <laughs> Probably more lazy. Uh so after the band's disbandment, uh Sia released her debut solo album Only C in nineteen ninety seven. Mhm. And that is that is only and see as one word.
0: Sure. Sorry, I'm a bit distracted just because I was looking up acid jazz. So the first auto complete suggestion that came up was acid reflux, which sure that I resonate with. I mean, that if a you're lot. looking on my phone, yes, that would <laughs> be first. Um, so acid jazz, also known as club jazz, is a music genre that combines elements of jazz, soul, funk, and disco. So Jamiroquai is an example.
1: Ah. I was going to say it sounds like a whole load of wank, but if you put Jamiroquai in, yep. uh, that kind of backs it. No, I like Jamiroquai.
0: He's pretty great. He is. So sorry, as you were saying. How big do you, think you reckon
1: Jamiroquai's hat closet is?
0: I like to think he's sort of, a few years down the line after his heyday, he was like, I should probably clear this out. Yeah. Yeah, good point.
1: So um, Especially... I'd like to think
0: he has a few like staple pieces.
1: Especially the Native American headdresses. Yeah. Yikes! Yeah. Uh, so, Sia would soon move to London, England. I don't know why I had to state that it was London, England, because <laughs> it's London, of course. <laughs> London. Uh, she was. She moved to be with her boyfriend, Dan Pontifex. However, tragically, uh, Dan Pontifex would die a few weeks later in a car oh, accident. Jesus. Yeah, that sucks. Um, her 2001 album, Healing is Difficult, deals with Pontifex's death. Mm-hmm. While on the Howard Stern show she was asked about religion. Her response was I believe in a higher power and it's called whatever, dude, and he's a queer surfing Santa that's a bit like my grandpa. So yes. Okay. That was the that was the end of the quote. So yes.
0: Yeah, no. Why not?
1: <laughs> I'm imagining I'm imagining fucking Jeff Bridges and if yeah. Jeff Bridges is God, then that's what you need to get me to become a religious person is say Jeff Bridges is God and I'll be there. Yeah. But, and like, Big Lebowski Jeff Bridges. Well, yeah. Yeah. That, that's the peak Jeff Bridges.
0: That's the only Jeff Bridges that comes to mind when you say Jeff Bridges. For me, at least. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's been in a few movies.
0: Yep. <laughs> he sure has.
1: I, I liked this fact um i even came in while you were working and told you this fact so in the in the episode the sissy for the tv show south park mm-hmm. um it talks about how stan's father randy is actually lord the kiwi singer <laughs> yeah and there's a bit where he's explaining to to stan like how he does it he's just like it has him singing a lord song and he's like oh yeah and i and i Put a sample here, and I, I change the, uh, the the treble here, and, and increase the pitch here, and so like basically it starts off as like him singing, and then it turns into a you know a, a song with a woman singing. Yeah, and apparently that woman singing is actually Sia.
0: My goodness! I just
1: love that. Um, yet again, Australians are sort of fucking with the key. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> oh. We appreciate you. Hmm. <laughs> uh, and and another thing, uh, you know, it's that that thing about her identity is that since 2014 she has hidden her identity. I realised I worded this really strangely. She's hidden her identity with her hair helmet.
0: <laughs> I too, when I'm feeling self-conscious, hide my identity with my hair helmet. <laughs> It makes me think of um, Flight of the Concourse. Yes. <laughs> How Brett has his helmet hair oh. or whatever. Oh, I think it's literally hair helmet. I
1: can't go out. I'm working on my hair <laughs> helmet today. <laughs> um, she stated that it is because she doesn't want to be famous or recognisable and to defend herself against the dark side of fame. Uh, and I also forgot that she will, um, she would sometimes pose for photos or would be in videos with her face with her back facing towards the camera. Yeah. I remember... In New Zealand, it was one of the it was one of the music awards, might have been the Grammys or like MTV or something. And I think she was performing this, and so she was she like her back was towards the camera, and like basically like up against a wall in the corner, like she was the least. She was basically like, "Yes, I'm I'm the singer, but I'm not the focus of yeah. this at all."
0: That was very similar to when I saw her in concert.
1: We will get to that. We will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's basically, if you have not seen, if you have not seen it, it's, it's basically a huge, would you call it like a bob haircut?
0: Yeah. That yeah.
1: covers, that covers all, that covers down to her nose. And so you can see her mouth and yeah, the rest, I, I can't imagine how that fucking obscures her vision. Um, but yeah, and then she would put things like huge bows in it. it's like basically like, it's kind of almost like a freakier version of Daft Punk their helmets. <laughs> yeah. Or like or like Dead Mouse, but like it's an organism like hair.
0: Well, yeah, it's like that same visual marker like Yeah.
1: Like fucking cousin it from the Adams family. Hey now. Um, but I just thought it was interesting that she did this in 2014 when she'd already established a career before that like we knew what she it's not hard to find pictures of Sia without the, the yeah get up. and even like on her wikipedia page the picture of her is from like 2011 when she didn't have that so it's just her yep um yeah no I just thought it was interesting I think also in the wikip no it was, oh, I was reading another article about the, the hair helmet right And it was a picture of her with Jason Bateman of all people oh <laughs> they were at a party somewhere and they okay took a photo. sure yeah yeah sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> he was in Teen Wolf too. That was not a good movie. Um, I wrote here because I knew that you would you would probably be able to pull some off the top of your head. I just wrote she has too many songwriting credits to her name.
0: She has written a lot of songs. The ones that stand out for me are she wrote or co-wrote Fallout Boy's song Champion from their 2018 album Mania, which is a like such a good song um, and I'm biased of course and I didn't realise until literally two minutes ago that she wrote Making the Most of the Night and Boy Problems off Carly Ray Jepsen's album Emotion Ah. so
1: yeah what was the Rihanna song? Was Diamonds? oh Diamonds, yeah. that song
0: fucking rules shame right like a diamond shame right like a diamond
1: Like it's it's another one and I think we talk about Kesher at some point, but like, like like she's just one of those like musical geniuses, basically. Mm. And it's it's like she could have a career that's just this, that's just writing songs for people and she would be she would make squillions. But then Yeah. She's also like wickedly talented that she can also you know, do songs for herself that are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, don't know.
0: It's interesting earlier in the notes we skimmed over it, but her religion and quotes whatever dude apparently inspired the lyrics for diamonds, which is yeah, interesting. Yeah. Like yeah.
1: I don't think I've wrote that down, but I remember reading it. I don't know why I didn't write it down.
0: You did. Oh did I? Yes. Oh. But that's okay.
1: It felt like so long ago. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um but yeah she's just she's one of these ones like her song writing like style like she sort of like that author kind of theory or what it like you hear something and then when you find out it was Sia who wrote it you're like oh of course like yeah. like Champion just the chorus like everything about it is just very quintessentially Sia like yeah, it's the kind of thing I could have pictured her recording that for herself and releasing it on like a thousand forms of fear or um this is acting or something like that like mm-hmm. and then her voice as well is just so distinctive like all of those guest spots that she did when she was, like, huge. Like, yeah. She was on that wild one with, um... Flo rider Flo rider. Yeah. I fucking love that song. That, that song is song. such yeah. a bop. And then, like, Titanium, David Guetta. Like, there's just so many songs where, it, yeah, it's just, like, immediately recognizable.
1: But it's, like, I, I wrote it there. has too many songwriting credits to her name. That's not an exaggeration because it is something, like... You look at the Wikipedia page. I think it's, like, 200. That's, like... Wrote the song, co-wrote the song, guessed it on the song. You know, yeah, just makes you wonder if, well, well, no, but like it makes you wonder why she doesn't just write her own albums.
0: Yeah, why there's
1: still like that co-writing part of it as well? Mm. Because getting into Chandelier, um, which was the the debut single from her Tyranny 14 album 1,000 1, or a 1, Thousand Forms of Fear?
0: I always just said a thousand.
1: Thousand forms of you or
0: um, do I, oh, I literally just say one thousand? No, no, I said you, a thousand. You said a thousand.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, um, she wrote the song with rec- she yeah wrote the song with record producer Jesse Shatkin.
0: <laughs> Sorry, it's a slightly unfortunate. <laughs> Continue.
1: <laughs> oh, I have I have one to tell you after. This, <laughs> we'll, we'll keep it off off the microphone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she wrote the the song with record producer Jesse Shatkin.
0: Who also helped out on Champion. On Champion. There you go. As uh, well as Sledgehammer by Rihanna. By Rihanna. Which I have not heard.
1: And the song was produced by Shatkin and Greg Kirsten.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so I just took down mm-hmm. some, you know, reviews for mm-hmm. it as well. Um, do you want to take these or do you want me to... Continue?
0: I can take them. All right. So Andrew Trendle from Gig Wise wrote that the song, quote, Springboard Seer from a behind-the-scenes genius... To a superstar in her own right. And some user on Cora noted that swinging from the chandelier is a well known and long established metaphor for partying to excess. Although I think the song is autobiographical and Sia had once contemplated suicide, I don't think suicide is the intended meaning. It is about the emptiness and pain that accompanies alcoholism and substance abuse.
1: Mm. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's that Andrew Trendle quote was just i mean I'm, i probably stole it from him anyway but that's what i was sort of saying like she's she does basically everything to sort of keep herself away from it but she's almost can't because of how good she is yeah 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 i don't know i wish i had that much talent <laughs> oh i know i'd probably squander it <laughs> I'm probably...
0: uh, we're both so lazy we're just like nah <laughs> like if i had it i probably wouldn't do anything with it
1: i'd probably go and just blow it all on chandeliers as well um
0: blow your talent on chandeliers yeah <laughs> <laughs> you would hand forge chandeliers
1: so the song reached number two on the aria weekly and number six on the yearly charts for 2014 now we're gonna take a pause here yes because we actually had a look at this and i'm shocked absolutely shocked by this because this was a huge <laughs> oh this was, it was fucking this was gargantuan. massive gargantuan and for the fact that it's that it's an australian artist who mm. has you know we hadn't had anything that big i guess since um since gortier in yeah, uh, uh, you know four years no two years prior to that yeah somebody that i no, that was about 2011 20. who knows but, like, that was another one that was absolutely, like, I was going to say catastrophic. No, cat- <laughs>
0: like I mean, depends on what your music taste is.
1: I guess, like, so, like, cataclysmic. Yeah, yep. Um, <laughs> Catastrophic. <laughs> well, I, I mean, the number two on the ARIA singles chart, like, the 2014 year-end chart, is catastrophic. But I'll, I'll go from one to six.
0: Okay. So happy. You should count backwards, I reckon. Or you've just given away number one, so it doesn't matter.
1: (laughs) I mean, that could have been number. Well, no, it couldn't have been number six. Let's just just go for number six. That's
0: all right. (laughs) She didn't hear that bit (laughs) before.
1: spoiler warning (laughs) for for ten seconds from now. For for a six year old chart. So, Chandelier was number six. Uh, K Serrar, Justice Crew.
0: I. I yeah. don't remember that. I remember Justice Crew. I do not remember that song.
1: The only song that I know with k is like, K-Sara, hey, Whatever like, we'll Yeah, my mum would sing we'll that song. Be. Um, Geronimo by Shepard. do mm. Don't remember that.
0: That song's a bop. Hey, Geronimo. Yeah. Hey, Geronimo. Oh, ah, yeah,
1: hey. yeah. Yeah. Still, it's not as good as Chandelier. No. No. I don't think any of these songs are as good as Chandelier. <laughs> um... Especially this one, Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. Hey. Hey. I've told you when I like a Taylor Swift song, and this is not a Taylor Swift song I like. And am coming in at number three. Yeah. Over Chandelier.
0: I must admit, it... Shake It Off gives me the shits on and off. Not literally, just in I... my head.
1: I kind of hate when a person releases a song that you know is going to be used on a television show. And yeah. I'm pretty sure this got used for The Biggest Loser, USA. Oh, that and the fucking song with oh, me. It's like, you could definitely see that being a fucking Sunrise song. Yeah. I hate that song. I, I hate this one. But I, I, it's an attack on your girl. I'll, I will admit when I like a song. But this is worse. This is absolutely worse. All about that bass by Megan fucking trainer. Yep. MFT came in at number two. Mm. What's wrong with the world?
0: I don't know.
1: And then Happy by Pharrell Williams was yeah. number one. For the for the twenty fourteen Aria year end charts, which it's fine. It's not I don't know, it's just a shoulder shrug for me, like, eh, really?
0: Yeah. I yeah.
1: Vegan trainer, come on.
0: I cannot.
1: I remember the day you came in, I can't remember if it was the first day you heard it or if it was just like, that was like the last straw for you, but I just remember the day you came in and you were just like, we were in our old place and you were just like, that fucking song. <laughs> I you were dejected, just like, Oh.
0: I think it's just, like, as a fat person... I
1: don't want to live on this world
0: anymore. Hearing a song about someone who was, like, maybe a size 12 being like, love your curves. It's just like, go fuck yourself. Anyway.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, another famous person that she would have a similar body type to and it's just...
0: Well, she just, like, she's... Yeah. Like, as opposed to being a size 8, she was maybe a size 10 or a 12. Like... Uh, Anyway, I have a lot of feelings about that. That can be another podcast entirely. I
1: just have a lot of feelings that Chandelier was not number one. Mm. Like, again, I think that that just, just personally, I think it just beats every one of those songs out of the water.
0: But at least it made number one in France, Greece, Israel, Poland, and Switzerland and the US.
1: Thank you for moving me along.
0: As well. (laughs) I knew you were just going to... Keep going. (laughs) And it reached number six in the UK and number three in New Zealand. So
1: there must have been a big, a big Lord song in New Zealand that year. I'm sure it probably was like when Royal.
0: Probably, yeah. Yeah, it
1: was probably around about then. Maybe like, uh, maybe like a year before. I can't remember. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. Nah, those Kiwis, they have good taste.
1: Maybe it was um, like Split Ends was, <laughs> was like just every year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bit of crowded house. <laughs> How good's New Zealand?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, like, we've had the discussion before about, like, you know, when to talk about a music video and when not to talk about a music video. This is one we absolutely have to talk about yeah. because, again, this is one of those ones that's just huge with 2.2 2 billion views on YouTube. Um, the music video was directed by Sia and Daniel Askell, who's an Australian music video director who did um, Stupid Love by Lady Gaga follow the cops by placebo and of course chandelier
0: so follow the cops back home is very topical for the moment (laughs) um yeah i had no idea that video existed until today so that was a cool little
1: and you are a, a, a placebo fan i am yeah i
0: yeah like i i don't know it sort of existed in like this gap between like their best of and my knowledge of them now i don't know but yeah, I love Placebo. They're great.
1: You could interpret this as me saying it's crap, but it's actually not. I think he has a, a wicked voice, but it's such a unique voice that that guy has. Brian Molko. Sure.
0: Oh, he's a babe. I love him.
1: Um, you've seen them live, haven't you? I
0: have. I've seen them. Twice. No. I think I've seen them about three times now. Yeah. Because I saw them twice one year when they came for Soundwave, and then I saw them again a couple of years ago. And got very angry at a security guard who was just being a shithead that night. So, yeah, that's my key memory of the night was just me and shout out to my friend Helen just going off chops at this security guard. (laughs) So, fuck security guards. (laughs) Except Uh, for Jason. We love you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, cool.
0: That's my story for the day.
1: So... The The film clip was choreographed by Ryan Heffington and it features the then 11... 11-
0: Excuse me.
1: On, I'll go back. Bless you. <laughs> Sorry. So the film clip was choreographed by Ryan Heffington mm-hmm. and it featured then 11-year-old dancer Maddie Ziegler. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sia saw Ziegler on Dance Mums and reached out to her to be in the clip. This is like... The film clip is, is fantastic.
0: It's so good. And this is like the start of... Ziggler sort of taking on that Sia, like, avatar almost? Like, yeah. She, she was
1: almost like Sia's, I don't want to say face, but it was kind of like... Yeah. Well, it kind of was, because Sia was covering her face and it was like, this is sort of like my proxy almost. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was a really interesting dynamic, because so it lasted for, like, the two album cycles. So A Thousand Forms of Fear and then the follow-up to that, which was, this is acting. And, yeah, it's just really interesting. Like...
1: Because did they do, did they do like, was there like a three film clips for this album? Because there was Elastic Heart as well. Yep. Which, which features the beef man himself, <laughs> Sh- Shia LaBeouf.
0: Shia the beef. Um, um, actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> uh, I watched, on. I watched
1: um, that film clip as well, preparing for this. Oh,
0: it's so good. That's a really good,
1: fi- I remember like, a, a lot of people were in the camp of, oh, this is fantastic. This is art. Some people were like, oh, this is a bit inappropriate, but I watched it back and he's, like, he basically, you know, th- yeah, there's parts where, like, he picks her up and everything. Yeah, but... but like, he keeps his distance from her as well. well like, even, even when he's holding her, he's not, like, bringing her in, like, romantically or anything like that. No. It's just, there's nothing...
0: I don't know. It's just a shame when, like, there's a young girl who's wearing a leotard. Because she dances.
1: Yeah. And, and suddenly
0: he's... everyone sexualises it. Like, what the fuck? I
1: think it also could have been because he was in nude skin trunks.
0: Yeah, but still, like... Mm. So... Ah, uh, yep. Yeah, bear with me.
1: He was surprisingly jacked as well.
0: <laughs> so, all up, it looks like... Now, I yeah, I sort of melt the two albums together. But, yeah, in 2014... She did Chandelier 2015, Elastic Heart, with Shia LaBeouf. Uh, 2016, she was in Cheap Thrills, which I think is for this as acting, as opposed to A Thousand Forms of Fear. Then she was also in The Greatest and Rainbow. And yeah, she's also been in a couple of clips with LSD, which is Sia's side project with Diplo and Labyrinth. Okay. And it looks as if in 2020 she was on a song called Together, like a music video.
1: Okay. Cool.
0: Yeah. Like, just Googling her then, there's like a quote from her where she says she's basically Sia's daughter, which is pretty cute. Mm. But,
1: But back on that thing of Shia LaBeouf, would people have had less of a reaction, you think, if he was wearing pants?
0: I don't know. I feel like...
1: And I just felt like it was an overreaction, to be perfectly honest. Well,
0: it's but... just, it's a real shame, because it just detracts from... Because she's fucking incredible. Like, she's such a good dancer.
1: Oh, like, like I'm actually shocked that mm-hmm. that the um, chandelier clip had a choreographer. Because if you just said to me, she just went she just went through that house. Cause yeah. Basically, the, the chandelier film clip is, is just her in this really dilapidated looking house. Yeah. And she goes through the whole way. She goes through the kitchen and the living room just dancing and reacting and doing emoting. stuff. And yeah. what?
0: Emoting. And
1: emoting, yes. Yeah. And if you just said, like, oh, we just put cameras on her and she just went for it and did what she felt. like," I, I would have believed that.
0: Because I think that's... Like, I, I'm not sure if it was quoted anywhere, but I feel like at the time I heard that, like, that was what drew Sia to her. It was just... I could be putting words in Sia's mouth, who knows, but, like, just... The way she does dance is very like fluid and like free form. Like, mm. yeah, it is just very organic. So yeah, like you could fully believe like her coming up with that of her own accord versus it being
1: choreographed. I also like with the the way like her, that she emotes with her face. And, well, I mean that's where you will emote from, but <laughs> the way that like she pulls her face and everything, I would love to see her as a monster in a horror movie yeah i think that would be really dope
0: it's cool because like she captures this weird like like it's not an uncanny valley but like she her facial expressions she's very good at doing like this weird in between like it can be like a smile that just looks very pained and forced Mm. and like a bit warped, like, she's really good at capturing that grey area.
1: Yeah, like, at the end when she's got the smile going while she's doing the curtsy Yeah, but it just
0: looks very, sort of Yeah. Sadistic almost. Like, it's just so, she's so cool. Like, yeah when I went to see her with my sister in 2017 and it was just so neat, because, like, it was a bit of an underwhelming show, because, like, the whole thing is Sia is wearing her hair helmet, she's in the back, like, shielded, essentially. There's, like, video projections of, like, choreographed routines and stuff, but they were sort of being mimicked by people on stage, and Maddie was there. So, like... I guess, yeah, Maddie was sort of the saving grace of that, because otherwise it would have been a very dull show. But, like, being able to see Maddie do her thing was just, like, wow. Like,
1: And I don't mean to disparage women of that age, but Sia, like, Sia's in her mid to late 40s. Yeah. I I mean, again, like, you know, Madonna dances, J-Lo dances, you know, Britney dances. But, I, even though, like, her music is very poppy, I don't see Sia pulling off this, you know, elaborate choreographed dance. No. Like, she does, she does come across as the person who will just stand there and you need something else you're not going to be visually you're not going to be visually interested in in that i remember remember, uh, my brother went and saw tool in oh like 99 or 2000 like he saw them years ago decades ago probably and that was at a period of time where maynard the lead singer was doing a similar thing he was you know not showing his identity And so he was basically just, the rest of the band were up front, and I think they had a huge screen with stuff going on, but he was just up the back sitting on a stool in shadows. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, yeah, there's certainly an art form to that anonymity. Like, if you're going to hide in the shadows, you have to have something to back it up. Like, that has to be, like, a creative expression in itself. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, if you just had them sitting on a stool in the back corner, it would just be like, well, why the fuck did I pay money for this? Like, yeah. you have to have that sort of creative vision to accommodate for that. and yeah. like, Compensate for your lack of stage presence.
1: And I think that's the thing with, I mean, definitely with live music. And, you know, this is going to sound like a yeah, no shit like moment, but it's <laughs> its to make you feel something. You yeah. Know. Like, whether it's, you know, to to elicit a, a certain emotion, like, you know, happiness or sadness, or, um, you know, like, in the shows that I go to, uh, you know, energy and, and, you know, like, sort of adrenaline, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. If you don't have that visual cue, then I might as well just listen to your CD. And yeah. pay a hundred and however many dollars to go see you live just standing there singing. Yeah. I don't know, it's the same thing with, like, acoustic music. It's just a person sitting on a stool with an acoustic guitar (laughs) i'm sorry i don't mean to disparage it that's okay i kind of do though so we are this far into it we've spoken a lot about all of it um but what do we actually think of the song
0: it's such a good song like yeah yeah i i've heard a little bit of see earlier stuff mostly via my sister But I like the gear shift that she did between that stuff and this era and, like, everything since. Like, it's just, yeah, there's something really, god, I don't know, like, just emotive about it. Like, it isn't Mm. just sort of, like, cute indie sort of stuff. Like...
1: This is one of the first ones that we've done that actually makes me... Something, yeah. And I, I don't mean to sound really cheesy with that, but it actually it does it it elicits a response.
0: From yeah, me. yeah. There's just yeah. There's something about because I don't know. It's one of those things where like because yeah, the song is about like struggling with alcoholism, that kind mm. of thing. But there. Like, I feel like there could be, like, in a parallel universe where it wasn't Sia singing it. Like, a version that existed where...
1: She wrote it for Miley or something.
0: But, like, I can definitely picture a version existing where it sort of leans too far into, like, the party element. I'm not, like...
1: Which I worry if some people maybe get that it's a party song. Or, feel like it's a party song when it's not.
0: But I think that's like having Sia behind and like just her voice behind it. Like Yeah, she like there's no God, I'm a bit fuzzy today. There's like no secret as to like the pain and like the trauma yeah. behind it.
1: It's it's this thing like she has this these moments where it's like it's about her alcoholism, but I don't I don't get that feeling of I guess triumph like we know that she's gone through it and she's she's come out of it the the, better you know on the better end like but in the way that she sort of sings like you know that she's going to swing from the chandelier like when she hits those high notes it's like you know someone who has let this beat her down wouldn't be singing like that wouldn't have that much power and that much emotion behind it but then there is sadness in there as well. There's a lot of sadness yeah. in this song. And, and I don't think it is supposed to be that, like, hey, yeah, I've gotten through this. It is supposed to, like, it's almost, it's a picture of a, of a moment. Yeah. That's just, that's just right there. This was a terrible time in my life. And I'm not going to, to talk about how I came out the other end. It's just going to talk about this.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, yeah, I, I can't even, I don't even have words for it. It's just, it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, it... That's the thing, like, it... I find it hard to talk about without sort of taking away from how good it is, like... Because I remember the song being huge, but, like, it wasn't huge for the wrong reasons, also like...
1: It wasn't, also wasn't huger than All About I, That bass.
0: Fuck that. But, like... yeah. Like, everyone I know who vibed with it at the time, and still does, like, it wasn't like a, yeah, like, this is a banger. It was like, this song is incredible. Like, Mm. and, yeah, like, you do get that in, like, top 40 sort of music, but it just felt slightly different in a way.
1: Yeah, like, kind of special. Yeah. Yeah. And I I can kind of see why maybe, you know, a song like Happy was the number one song. Yeah. It's... I'm not going to say Happy's dishonest. I'm not going to say Pharrell isn't happy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's sort of. You know, sometimes you don't want things that honest. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know.
0: That's, yeah, it sort of. Fe- it felt sort of subversive for the time. Like, that it took off as much as it did when it is quite a tough song thematically.
1: Now that I think about it more and more, it kind of makes sense that it didn't get number one. Mm. Like, yeah, you had Happy, and then you had All About That base. which I know you've said, like, you don't like the fact that she's not a very big girl who's talking about loving her curves, but it's still a positive song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't know the... Re- oh, you know, Shake It Off again, it's like, fuck all my haters. Oh, yeah. Just shake it off. Like, there was a lot of positivity, and I can see, you know, I don't know what 2014 was doing, I don't remember if there was anything that was like, oh, fuck the world, like, we just need some positivity right now. But...
0: It was more 2016 that things started to unravel.
1: Yep, that... that presidential election.
0: So, yeah, I would give anything to be back in 2014, sort of. Anyway, um... But, yeah, like, it just... Yeah, there's something about... Sears' music, particularly this album and... This is acting, like, those two album cycles. It's just very... Yeah, like, very precious and like tender for what it is yeah like yeah and i really appreciate that kind of honesty
1: and it just feels like she didn't compromise anything like nothing was like this is her this is coming from her her heart yeah to sound as cheesy as i possibly can her heart Um, (laughs) but yeah like it just you know i don't feel like anyone sort of come in and meddled with any of it
0: yeah yeah
1: Fuck, I don't even want to talk about it anymore just because it's just... I don't have anything else to say because it's just... It's it's almost a perfect song. Yeah. To be perfectly honest. Like, it's... Out of all the original songs we've done, it's probably in my top three. Yeah. You know? I don't know what the other two would be. Probably Boingo, Boingo and... I was going to say Harvey Birdman, Harvey Danger. (laughs) 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 But, like... Yeah, it's 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 within the top three of, like, the originals. Yeah. And we should probably, I don't know, do you have anything else that you'd like to say about, about, you know, Australia's saint, patron saint, Sia?
0: She rules, and that's it.
1: Although, do, do we really sort of, I don't think we really, like, we're, I feel like it's one of those things, like, oh, yeah, she's Australian, but we don't, like, look at her, like, Oh, she's one of our best...
0: Musicians. Yeah, it's not like our girl Sia kind of thing. It's not, like, it's
1: not like Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue has always been our girl Kylie.
0: Yeah. I think because Sia...
1: Left pretty early.
0: Yeah, which, like, who can blame? Yeah,
1: no, and, and that's the thing, like... <laughs> you know, if you're... You can make it... You can be a John Farnham who will... Basically not really get out of the country and still be very successful. Yeah, But if you want to be huge, you've got to go to England or America...
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, like it makes sense. Uh, go, no. live, go live your best life, I say. Well, if there's nothing else to say, mm-hmm. let's move on to Paris. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is spelt, all in caps, P-V-R-I-S. Yep. And we thought for the longest time it was PURIS or PURIS. Yeah,
0: I thought it was PURIS.
1: <laughs> and then, yeah, so did I. And then it was like, oh no, it's Paris. It's like, okay. Um, so they were formed in 2013 from Lowell, L- Lowell Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the founding members, Lynn Gunn, Alex Babinski, and Brian McDonald, have remained the sole members of the band. Sick. And they changed, oh yeah, they changed the writing from Paris, which is how you would imagine, to Paris the way that they spell it now, to stave off legal issues. Mm-hmm. But I wrote it here, Wikipedia doesn't mention, who was threatening legal action against them?
0: I don't know, maybe the city, the of, Paris city of Paris would just lodge a cease and desist.
1: Or maybe Paris Hilton or- <laughs>
0: While we're talking about Paris Hilton, can we just take a moment to appreciate the song Miss Hilton by, I think it's the Pen15s or something?
1: Miss Hilton, you must be worth a trillion bucks. Keep the feeling that you don't really give a fuck. Miss Hilton, I like the way you push pushing. Because that was. You've been watching The Simple Life.
0: I have been watching a lot of The Simple Life. Yes. And,
1: uh, do they? Is that on every episode? The Yes. Uh, Hilton, you must be <laughs> worth a trillion bucks.
0: It's so good. <laughs> so yeah, it's by the uh, yeah the Pen Fifteen Club. It's just so good. Like, it's just that classic era of like television where it was all like pop punk shit that it's, they had as theme songs. It's
1: such a like. Catching glimpses of it when you're watching it. It's like such a wonderful time capsule Of oh. 2003 to 2006
0: Oh my goodness I miss it so much
1: I Yeah and it was It was a, you know Pop punk and you know bands like Bowling for Soup and yep. Fucking Well I mean Good Charlotte because one of those dudes Married Nicole Richie It's mm-hmm. so. So, still together as well I love that Good on them
0: I, yeah, like, rewatching The Simple Life, like, as a kid, you love how, like, bratty they are, but then you grow up and you realise, like, they're not, like, they're being bratty, but it's more that they just, like, they have the self-awareness about them, they just mm. don't care.
1: Yeah. But- Because why should
0: they? <laughs> yeah, like, if I had fucking tons of money, I wouldn't care either, but then, like, deep down, they are quite sweet, like, the t- the dynamic is, like- Nicole definitely can sort of fend for herself. Yeah. Like, she she had to develop a personality because she was with Paris. Like, she had to...
1: Yeah, she was the one who, you know, was maybe, look, we'll say, maybe less attractive.
0: Well, she, she was just or... overlooked in comparison, yeah, so she had she to didn't... be funny and be...
1: She didn't have the sex tape.
0: <laughs> Ugh. But yeah, like, she had to be sociable and, mm. com- like... But then Paris, like she's less, like, I guess, charismatic. But she's really sweet underneath it all. Mm. I yeah, I could write a thesis on how much I love. You should, man. But yeah. Anyway, back to this Paris.
1: Yeah. Um, so I, I wrote as well. I doubt Paris is true cult. Hmm. So true cult uh, being the. Uh, the use of like underground black metal bands where they use V's instead of U's. Yep. Um, but the use of using V instead of U is, Oh yeah, I wrote that. <laughs> I wrote it here, but the use of V instead of U is an underground black metal thing for only the most hidden black metal like churches. Oh yeah. So I, I, I would need to see who was the band before who, like whether it was Paris or churches.
0: I think churches existed before Paris.
1: Yeah, because what was it, two thousand and thirteen? Yeah, yeah. I know. I feel like churches was maybe a bit before that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I,
0: But that's why I thought it was Purus, is because churches is yeah. with a V
1: and true cult, like yeah, Treveu Yeah.
0: Um.
1: Piviris. is you know that's that's a U as well. So yeah, it just doesn't quite make sense. <sighs> oh well. Oh well, indeed. Uh, so, lead vocalist Laura Gunn, who is herself a member of the LGBT community, presented the Icon Award to Against Me singer Laura Jane Grace at the 2017 APMA Awards. That's cool. I don't know if we do any Against Me. I don't think we do, which no. is a real shame. Yeah. I want
0: to listen to Against Me, because I never got into them as a kid, but just, yeah, Laura Jane is just a badass. That like. was kind
1: of a big moment for the scene as yeah. well. Yeah. A lot of the fandom and, and whatnot has to accept something that maybe they haven't been accepting all this time. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like, well, you either need to, like, get over it or move along. Yeah. Yeah. no, It was, it was awesome. Mm. So, what do we think of Paris's cover?
0: I simultaneously like it and don't like it. Mm. Like... The way the chorus kicks in just kills me every time. Like, I love it. Like, it's just very full and very lush. Yeah,
1: you can hear the full band there. Yeah.
0: But then there's things about it that piss me off. Like, the way that Laura enunciates words kind of does my head in at times. Like, a lot of the time when she's saying from, it sounds like she's saying to somehow. And, like, it's just things like that that kind of annoy me. Um, And it just it doesn't have this. Like, she has a really incredible vocal range herself, but it's not
1: Sia. Yeah. Can we talk about the lyrics for a second? Yes. The lyric where she's like something, something like a bird through the night. Yeah. I kept thinking, I keep picturing it as a bird with a knife.
0: <laughs> that would be wonderful. Can you imagine
1: if birds had knives? <laughs>
0: I feel like birds should have knives.
1: That would be terrifying. What 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 birds would kill the most?
0: Um, magpies.
1: Uh wrong. It would be crows. See,
0: I feel What like is a
1: group of crows called?
0: A murder. But, like... boom. I don't know.
1: It's not called a life of crows.
0: Hmm. <laughs> sure.
1: Yeah, I... It doesn't have that... It's mostly the same, except, as you said, like, when the chorus kicks in, like, they put a bit more... Oomph, yeah, and
0: I it? really like that.
1: Um, it doesn't have the like electronic drum bit at the start as well. The yeah, or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what the actual beat is, mm. but it's so. It's like, oh, I kind of want that though. I want. Yeah. I want that. Just that, like kicking in. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I yeah, I don't know if I so much say would say I don't. I I don't think I would say I like it and don't like it. I think I like it. Um, I get what you mean about the enunciation, though, and, and I guess you have to remember one's an Australian woman and one's an American woman. Yeah. Uh, and and Massachusetts, I think, has that very sort of pronounced accent as well. Okay. Well, that's where Boston's from.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know.
0: It. Yeah, there's just... Like, I really like it, and I was listening to Paris the other day...
1: Yeah, okay.
0: Um I can't remember which oh, I'm just going to jump on Spotify
1: real quick. Cuz I was yeah, I was listening to them a couple of weeks back as well preparing um, for this episode. Let um me see. It's definitely yeah, they definitely have a very ele- electronica kind of yeah. sound. Yeah.
0: So I was listening to White Noise yep. and like it was good. Like there's cool songs. Like St. Patrick's a really good one. Um but again like it has its highlights, but otherwise it's just kind of filler, mm. and that's kind of how I feel about this one. I
1: yeah. guess, yeah. It's one of those ones. Where, I don't know, like just the ones where they don't really change too much. Yeah, it doesn't really, it doesn't really tell me. It doesn't sell me on you,
0: yeah.
1: It doesn't sell me on Paris. It's like, okay, you can do a really good cover of chandelier and it is it's a really good cover of chandelier yeah but I don't know who you are I don't know what your identity is yeah humans. and I don't know what it was about like so many of these ones like the let it go cover the we uh, We are the champions cover mm. I don't know what it was about element 101's version of like a bird because it really wasn't that much different yeah. to but it was fantastic and yeah. I, I still got who they were and I still got a feeling For element
0: 101
1: yeah whereas this just again like i will reiterate it's a fantastic cover yeah i get to see who each member is as a musician but i also don't get to see what your creativity is
0: yeah uh yeah i feel like the video for it oh video and air quotes sums it up quite well like it's one of those classic sort of lyric videos that they issue with these things these days. But, like...
1: Yeah, it's just a, it's just off the Fearless Records. Yeah. Kind of, I'm pretty sure.
0: But, like, it's just between, like, handwritten lyrics, like, flashing in and out. It's, like, just focus, soft focus, whatever, whatever, on a chandelier. Yeah. And, like...
1: <laughs> it's the most literal sense <laughs> of it.
0: It just... It doesn't suggest anything... To do with the sentiment of the song? Like, hang on, I've got a frog in my throat. Like, it, yeah, it's just, that it kind of just symbolized, like, the cover is very, like, it's masterful, and, like, her voice is very emotive, but it doesn't seem to be hitting the same.
1: And you can kind of hear it as well, like, Um, when she's saying like a bird through the night, I Mm. do know the actual lyric. Mm. I'm not just making jokes about birds with knives, Mm. although we'll circle back on that at some point. Will we? No. Okay. (laughs) Outside of the podcast, we'll have a a good discussion about this. Um, and she, she has kind of almost like this rough edge to her voice. Like when she's sort of hitting those, and it's, it's not a bad sound. It sounds good. And that's what. That is one of those distinguishing features about the song. It's like, when she's trying to hit that high... Well, no, not saying when she's trying to... When she's hitting that high note, it does have that sort of edge to it. Mm. And, yeah, I I just don't really know. Yeah. Out of the ones that I mentioned, the, you know, Let It Go and We Are The Champions, Mm. I don't know if we've done other ones that are just basically... Oh, like, Everlong was pretty similar to the original... Um, I think out of those sorts of covers, it's the best.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But
1: it's also because... I don't want to say... I don't want to talk shit about Queen, because we we both really, you know, we both really, really like Queen. You know, mm. we went and saw We Will Rock You. We saw Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, we like Queen. I don't want to say, you know, We Are The Champions is a shit song, but it's like, I guess Paris was given already a killer song. Yeah,
0: like it's if you follow the playbook it's hard to fuck it up.
1: It's I I think just with my covers I want it to be that thing of like, hey, can I copy your homework? Yeah, but do it in your own words. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a good point.
1: And, and yeah, I just...
0: I... Well, it's one of those things like if you're going to copy someone's homework, it better be fucking good. Yeah. Like, either you have to take it so far the other way that it's unmistakably yours or you have to Really just put your signature on the bones of what you're working on. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I I, I feel like I'm talking shit about it, but I still like it. I still enjoy this. Yeah. It's still probably going to get a hell yeah from me at the end of the episode. But I just, yeah, I would just love something that just tells me this is Paris. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, you know, whatever. <laughs> Oh, sure. song two was another one that was just the same song. Oh my god, that one yeah. At least crap. it was only two minutes and twenty-two. Sec- or two minutes and two seconds. Yeah. So. All right. Well, other covers. Hmm. So we are going back to someone that we've already done an episode on. Hmm. But Sarah Bareilles did a, a did a acoustic. Yeah. Ukulele version of this. At, you know one of her concerts
0: for love open until
1: Like reasonable, I feel like she can't, and I I, can't, I don't want to talk shit about Sarah Bareilles because I can't sing, but I feel like she can't quite hit those high notes like Sia. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. Sort of you. If you're going to cover this, you have to again, like you have to deliver. Like, yeah, you can't afford to do like a less powerful version. Otherwise, it's just like, oh, well, that was a bit shit.
1: I also feel like she didn't again, like, didn't quite read into the lyrics because she's doing it on stage and she, she before she gets into it, she drinks a beer. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're drinking a beer before singing a song about someone else's alcoholism. Yeah. And I'm not going to say it feels disrespectful or anything. It just feels a little bit, maybe ignorant or something.
0: Yeah, you you have to have that basic understanding of the emotion behind the song like the sentiment behind it this isn't a song where you can just be like oh and this is by sia you should check her out and then just go into a rote cover of it because it's just like well
1: which, which is kind of what she does yeah as well. she's like yeah it's a se- like you may have heard of her and i don't know if she's doing that ironic thing of like aha uh-huh, you might have heard of this band yeah it's, it's i want to hold your hand by the beatles like yeah i don't know if she's throwing in that irony which, it's kind of funny, because at that stage, Sia would have eclipsed Sarah Bareilles in, Definitely. in their careers. And it's yep. just, it's, yeah, I just think it's hilarious that you'd be like, oh yeah, you might have heard of this person who's got a, you know, number one hit in, a, in <laughs> this country at the moment. That country being America. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, like, it's, it's fine, but again, it's just kind of, meh.
1: I just realised as well, one thing we didn't talk about was that episode of Wellington Paranormal with the schoolgirls with the Sia haircut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who have, like, supernatural powers. Mm. And, and the male officer, I think it's Minogue. Yeah, and Minogue. He's like, oh, they've got those they've got haircuts like the Sia. <laughs> you know, she sings that song, Chandelier. Oh, New Zealand. So, yeah, like, it's it's fine. You You said... Like, that's a really tiny guitar, but it's kind of like a...
0: I couldn't got, tell if it was, like, a junior size guitar or a giant ukulele.
1: Well, it's got four... four yeah. Cakes, so, it's, it's definitely a ukulele, but it's like a... It's like a big ukulele, <laughs> which is, like, a, a regular size guitar.
0: I don't know. Like, it's... Yeah. It's sort of, like, not quite a mop, not quite a puppet. <laughs> what, like... What?
1: What's... It's, it's, is it, like, a Simpsons episode or something where they're eating corn with steroids in it and they're like well the corn's the regular size and like no it's baby corn (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh, but not quite a not quite a puppet so yeah like it's fine i just feel i just felt like we should talk about it because we've spoken about sarah borrellis you know it's it's a it's a big musician or it's you know a biggish musician yeah um uh you know another one i i found this on youtube and it had me confused for a second i couldn't remember who we were actually talking about as the cover band because this band um what are they called oh designer disguise (laughs) and the 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 song features alex of osatia of or osatia Um, but they've written in the actual video description, um, punk goes pop cover.
0: I love when bands do that. It's just like, stop chasing clout.
1: (laughs) But but yeah, it's, it's just sort of going in and being like, like, I guess you could say like, oh yeah, we're a punk band doing a pop cover, but it's like, you know what you're
0: doing. Oh, they're literally just name dropping punk goes so that people will stumble across it. Yeah. And that's like, it's fine, but also don't.
1: (laughs) We've got the we've got the uh, fucking corner of that market, like don't exactly. You, don't you fucking do this designer disguise, yeah. We 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 got we were on this shit. We get our clout from punkos,
0: yeah. Stolen valor, <laughs> man. But
1: so I, I guess what should, what do we actually think of this one though?
0: I don't mind it. That's no, good. I quite enjoy it. One thing that makes me chuckle is in the video because yeah, they've got the lead singer <laughs> of Designer Disguise. He does his verse, chorus, then it. Chucks over to Alex who does his verse chorus, but (laughs) during the chorus, both of them are singing into their mics, even though only Alex is singing on the recording. (laughs) I do that's just because, like, in the first verse chorus pair, like, Alex isn't singing because he's not supposed to be. Yeah, so I just thought that was very funny. It just looks a bit goofy. (laughs) I
1: just, uh, yeah, I always found bands with, unless you're Blink, who they have also instruments in their hands i always found bands that had two vocalists when one wasn't singing it was always goofy yeah um or in film clips when a singer doesn't have a microphone in their hand it's 99 mm. percent of the time gonna be goofy looking yeah um i think like I, yeah
0: in terms of like stage theatrics like there's ways around it because like you can have you could have two vocalists and one of them singing but not into his microphone, like just sort of.
1: I I have a, a correction though. Lincoln Park never looked goofy. Yeah. And and both Dexter and and Mike, you know, were like they they didn't play instruments. They just yeah. Did, did the but yeah. I think at times Dexter played guitar or Mike played guitar, like who, in who, certain songs.
0: Dexter, Chester.
1: Chester, I'm thinking of the Offspring. Man. I know. I was just like, <laughs> what? Um... <laughs> Well, Sorry, Chester.
0: No, I think Chester was pri- just.
1: But I think like in, like there were like select songs that yeah. maybe like they added a second guitar part right. that one of them would play.
0: But Mike does a lot of the instrumentation. Like he has his own solo thing now. So yeah.
1: Or it could be Mike. I, I don't. Yeah. know. I, I, you know, I'm not the Linkin Park fan. So.
0: Oh, I am, but I'm not very well versed in them. Yeah. Um But yeah, no, I know what you mean. Though, like they didn't look good. But yeah. The fact of the matter is these guys looked goofy.
1: <laughs> Which, to, to, their, <laughs> to their credit, they're not normally a two-man yeah. fronted band. So, yeah, quite possibly he didn't quite know what to do. Like, I don't, like that scene from Talladega Nights, I don't quite know what to do with my hands. I don't know what to do with my mouth, I guess? Yeah. Or, I don't know what to do with my whole body, really.
0: It Yeah, I don't know, it... It was just quite cute because I suspect that of the two of them, like Alex is the more confident one because he was quite in his element, just sort of vibing while the other one yeah. did his bit. And he'd also like sort of take pauses to like swish his hair out of his face, which I thought was great. I as someone who used to have to do that myself.
1: I said this to you off mic, um, which I will now say it to you again on mic. <laughs> um, on Mike Chioda. Um Shinoda, Shinoda,
0: you're just. Who's Mike
1: Chiota? I'm gonna. Uh, oh, you're
0: thinking of Chiota's the band, aren't
1: you? No, no, there's a Mike Chioda, but I don't know. I don't remember who he is. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So the Alex from Osatia, or Osatia. Um, I was like, he has a cool voice, but I don't want to like listening to it. Doesn't make me want to seek his band out. Listening to him makes me want to listen to Koheen Campbell. Yeah. And I was just like going through this K holes like. Man, I just... I just wish I was listening to Coheed and Cambria right now. Yeah. And, like, we were having the discussion of, like, why were they... Like, I brought it up. Why were they so beloved by the emo community when they were a prog rock band?
0: I and think, yeah, we sort of agreed it was just because, um...
1: Could, like, what was his name? I keep wanting Cla- to say Claudio Sergio. Sanchez. Yeah,
0: like, Claudio's voice was very nasal. And, like motive in that sense. But he's
1: also very, like, if, if he said to me, oh, yeah, his main inspiration was Geddy Lee from Rush, I would not be surprised. We also have said, like, they most likely, like, Coheed was probably, like, they would have been touring with a lot of those bands anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. if they opened for My Chemical Romance at some point, I would not be surprised. Yeah. But, yeah, it just made me go, like, listening to him was just like, oh, man, I just, I want to listen to some Welcome Home. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I could do a bit of co
1: do you do you almost think like man imagine if this was the the pump ghost cover ooh because the 2015 re-release we also did off of that already was blank space which that was not that was not done for the album Um, I prevail just covered it and fearless records were like hey cool do you like yoink (laughs) (laughs) Kind <laughs> of. <laughs> but, like, hey, cool. Hey, do you want to be on, you know, they were a starting band, I think, and it was like, do you want to be on the re release of Punkos Pop 6? Yeah. And I wonder if Paris maybe was like that as well. Like, oh, yeah. Hey, this is a really cool cover. Mm. Yoink. <laughs> I think.
0: Yeah, like, had this version by Designer Disguise, which is a terrible band name,
1: by the way. Yeah. Um, so bad.
0: Had that been the cover, I'd probably be a bit more enthusiastic about it.
1: Yeah, because we de- I I get who Designer Disguise is yeah. listening to this.
0: But in that sense, like, I... Yeah, I like that it's Paris because, yeah, like, female-fronted band, it's, a bit of representation is good.
1: It's our second yeah. out of... Which is this, pretty fucked. Out of 46. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's our second of 46. So I, you know, I wholeheartedly appreciate that Mm. yeah
0: yeah that's where I'm at with it
1: but no it's a cool song yeah yeah um alright well I guess hell yeah or yeah nah
0: I'm gonna say hell yeah yeah me
1: too well absolutely for sea. yeah like this is one of those ones that's like I know the Taylor Swift songs like Blank Space was pretty huge
0: yeah
1: um but this feels like you know between those two this feels like the sort of first or not first but like one of those just huge songs like one of those just moments in like music history almost like yeah yeah this is yeah you know, I love that we got to talk about it this week yeah, yeah same and look I'm going to say yeah hell yeah for Paris yeah you know I've, I've stated what I didn't like about it but it's still a good cover it's still a good song
0: yeah so, I agree on yeah. both accounts cool so, thank you for listening. Next week we will be looking at the song Sweater Weather by The Neighbourhood as covered by Slaves from Punk Goes Pop Volume 6.
1: I, I think... So it's the, it's the same album as well.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, huh. No, I
1: don't... I, I thought Slaves did the same sort of thing, like capitals and maybe mm. a V in there where it should have been, but it would be basically like S L V V E Sleeves. Sleeves. <laughs>
0: which is an excellent band name tmtmtm TM, TM. <laughs> but um until next week stay safe wash your hands wear a mask don't steal people's card details and buy lots of uber drives nah. with them yeah
1: so weird and always remember to shake your bacon mm
0: mm-hmm.